Hello and welcome back to another episode of Truck Talk, a show about uh, launching, building, and hopefully successfully exiting a small business. I'm your host, David Shaughnessy, and I run a local pool servicing company here in Sacramento, California. And uh, today, I want to talk about some things that I feel that I need to get better at. Um, this is sort of a something that's been on the back of my mind, and, and honestly, this is something that I think I, I really didn't think about until... I started recording podcast episodes, and uh, what that thing is, is I need to be better at um, messaging to my team, messaging to my customers, but also messaging uh, to myself the, just a more positive attitude, a more positive outlook. So I, I am definitely an optimist by nature, I, almost to a fault, I sort of, uh, you know, I, I sort of kind of default to it's going to work out to the point where maybe it, you know, maybe I should be a little bit more um, careful about what I, you know, get in, get myself into. Sorry, I had to deal with a cyclist being a little uh, ridiculous. Um, truck talk. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, being slightly more... Um, Maybe complain less. I think. I think that's the, the the real the real thing that I need to work on. Um, I feel like, although, you know, sometimes, especially in this podcast, sometimes I'm I'm just talking about things that are frustrating and that they're problems that I'm facing that I have to solve. Um, but what I've also sort of started to feel like is, you know, how much of it is me really kind of talking out the problems and um, sharing my thoughts on it and how much of it is just complaining. And I'm kind of starting, I'm starting to, to feel like I'm doing more complaining than I am uh, problem analysis, right? So, uh, and uh, that that carries over, you know, the, the, you know, it's the, it's the tail end of the summer season, the swim season. This is the harshest time of year with, with regards to uh, you know, customer issues that come through. And, and this is the time of year where your squeaky wheels get really squeaky. Um, and that's just kind of par for the course. That's just the, the pool industry. I mean, that's just how it goes. Uh, not not a single person in the pool industry says that summers are easy, right? This, this is the hardest time of the year. So I think there is a little bit about uh, of me being just sort of fried. Um, but the, the other side of that is, it, you know, I, and I think that's the biggest one, right? I think the labor the labor shortage, that's one that I was really frustrated with, but that was a very serious problem that I had to solve. And a uh, little update, uh, our test with the higher pay, pay scales, it's going really, really well. We're getting a lot more applicants. We're getting higher caliber applicants. We're getting higher uh, quality answers. We're getting people to actually respond to us. That's another thing that's kind of weird. So I think we may have found that magic uh, price tier where we can continue to operate, we can t- continue to grow this thing uh, and, and continue to move forward. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, one moment. Um, so, so yeah, these are good things. Um, but you know, when I was talking about them at length for a few weeks there, it was because this was like the biggest problem my my company had, we've ever faced, right? So um, that I don't really necessarily consider, but I do think I've kind of fallen into a habit 
of, uh, you know, just after a full season of, of dealing with customer issues, dealing with, um, you know, just, I mean, customer service, it wears on my soul. I'm not really built for it, right? As soon as I can, I want to hire somebody to handle the in, intake, uh, you know, the, the, the incoming calls, the incoming emails, and the incoming text messages of our customers and have somebody literally just take it, read it, put it, put it on my schedule, and then I'll go solve it uh, instead of having to, to actually talk. Uh, as much to people. I mean, I don't think, I think I'm a long ways away before I can actually fully offload that, but um, it is something that I struggle with. It is probably my worst, uh, it's probably the thing I'm the worst at in this uh, in this journey of, of building a business. The, the thing I struggle the most with is 100% customer service because I can handle it for a little bit, but when I get, you know, dinged with kind of uh, tougher customer service calls over and over and over multiple times a day, it just eats my soul. It really does. And um, I know that about myself. And so that's why it's it's one of our highest priorities to find somebody as soon as we have the money for it. Now, I think we'll, this is like after we have two fully staffed uh, technician trucks in the field is when we'll be able to start um, looking for something like this somewhere t- sometime after that, which quite frankly is probably going to be roughly 300 customers plus. So we have a long way to go before I get out of that. And that's what's sort of prompting this, um, this, this truck talk episode. Uh, I, I think where I have erred on the side of, you know, I'm just being honest, don't be a jerk or something like that, you know, when we're referring to uh, nasty customer calls or nasty customer issues, um, that's kind of veered from me sharing experiences that you'll find as an entrepreneur to me kind of just bitching and moaning about how hard it is, right? And and I think that's kind of bled into how I talk to my employee, how I talk to, um, you know, just how I talk to people in general about it. And, and here's the reality. Uh, that's not a good thing. You know, um, as much as I do think that most of the time I'm in the right uh, when I'm dealing with it, you know, here's the thing. If you're actually super rude at this point, I just, we, you, we don't, you know, it's super rude to the point where it's like borderline abusive. Um, you know, we don't keep you as a customer. We let you go. So if you're still in the, you know, it, it for, for the, cu- the customers that I still have, which is plenty, um, you know, th- these are, these are good people. They, they don't have unrealistic expectations for the most part. I mean, sometimes they do, but even when they do, it's better to just level set the expectation assertively, uh, and move forward versus dwell and, you know, express my, um, express my, uh, my issues with, with people. Right. And, and the main one that I need to work on is expressing those, um, thoughts to my employee, uh, I think I'm setting a very, very, uh, I'm being, it's very dangerous, the precedent that I'm setting. Um, you know, here's the reality. We are a service-based company. Our job is to be in service of our customers. And I feel a little like I've, I've been so focused on growing, so focused on the labor shortage problems, so focused on all of these other problems that, you know, about why I'm, I'm stuck and why we haven't been able to grow as much as I, I would have liked over the last month plus, right? And, and why we're not making enough and all, all these other like very real problems. I've allowed that to sort of uh, blind me to the core principle 
that we are a service-based business. We provide a service to our customers, which is taking care of their pools. And if something is wrong and it's it makes our customers upset, well, we are the ones uh, that are in service to them to solve that problem. That said, their pool problems are not our pool problems in that like we are responsible for it um in 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 we are responsible for, like we're not causing it you know it is not on us our our dime to fix it this is a hundred percent the homeowner's pool so the homeowner has to deal with things breaking on your pool uh but uh, I am the guy they're looking to to get them out of a tricky situation with their pool, right? I'm the guy they're looking to uh, to solve the problem that they have. I'm the one they've hired. So yes, I need to solve that problem. And it doesn't matter if they communicate it poorly uh, to me that they need my help because you know they're stressed out, they're upset, they know they're on the hook for a really expensive you know thing or you know an unexpected expense. And maybe it's misdirected when it's sort of, you know, somewhat directed towards me. But I need to stop taking that shit personally. That's really what it boils down to. I need to stop taking that shit personally. Their problem is not my problem. But I can absolutely and will absolutely solve that problem uh, of theirs if I can. Or if I can't, I'll get them in touch with somebody who can. Um, 100% I will be in service to them. But I need to stop taking things so personally. I need to stop reading into things. And I think that's another reason why I'm so bad at customer service is I read into things so much. I dwell and I obsess over things. That's just the way my brain works. Uh, I just, you, you know, we'll have a, con- if you have a conversation with me, I guarantee you I'm thinking about that conversation in depth over and over and over later that night. I wish I wasn't so obsessive. I just am. Uh, and, you know, I, it's just the way that I am. Um, and so it just, it puts me at somewhat of a disadvantage, but that doesn't matter. Disadvantages doesn't matter. It's what you do with the information you have. And I'm, I, what I'm saying is I'm acknowledging that I'm at slight disadvantage with the way that my brain works. And I need to grow past that. I need to, I need to be able to, uh, approach these situations with customers in a much more positive manner in a much more, okay, there's a problem. Let me solve it. I am your guy. Uh, and and then communicate that better to my employee, most importantly of all. Because what's happening is I'll get, uh, you know, a nasty comment or not a nasty comment, just, you know, someone will be upset at, you know, something that is, I mean, most of the time it is a little absurd uh, what they're getting upset at us for. Um, you know, it's usually unrealistic expectations based. What I need to do is I need to just be better about setting, resetting the expectation with the customer, communicating the issue with my employee. If when there is an issue with my employee in a way that doesn't like make him feel like people are complaining about him specifically. And I need to just leave it at that. Like, Hey, we need to correct this. This is a, you know, something happened. We didn't turn on auxiliary three uh, on the, you know, to, to run the waterfalls. Uh, last time we were there, we need to do that every time we show up to this one pool. Uh, so moving forward, just make sure we do that. That's all I need to say, right? You know, otherwise you're doing great. You know, compliment sandwich, whatever the case. But like, what I need to stop doing is say, uh Now, this specific example, you know, um, I'm just pulling one out. There was like literally, I think I actually did a very good job for the example I just uh, quote unquote made up. Uh, actually, that was a real example, but I didn't uh, get really upset about that one because that that person was very very nice. Um, it was just like a little friendly, like, hey, you know, uh, I hate to do this, but can you make sure you do? You know, and it was just something that my technician. Honestly, it was my fault because I didn't tell my technician to do it. Um, 
Anyway, point is, is I need to be better about expressing, uh, you know, criticism to my uh, employee, constructive criticism. Hey, you're doing a great job, but on this pool, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And don't bring the customer into it. Don't bring the, oh, and so-and-so brought this up, you know, or oh, and blah, blah, blah. Because that is a really dumb thing for me to do. And I've been doing it uh, borderline because I've just been so stressed out and I'm borderline venting and I'm I'm regretting uh, that I did that. Uh, I'm regretting that I didn't have the business maturity to understand that what what when I do that that's incredibly toxic and damaging to the culture of my company if I want to have a players who come to work ready to clean pools and make you know bring the bring the serious quality to our customers that I know we can I need to stop bringing in negative energy to that team. I need, it needs to be all positive. And when there does need to be corrections, it needs to be constructive. It needs to be, uh, you know, with reasoning behind it. And, uh, you know, the, the complaints or the issues that are brought up from a customer service perspective need to be, uh, separated from the team in the field because it doesn't help, uh, anyone to tell someone that, Hey, at this pool, this person's watching you more or less, right? Uh, or this person is not happy for whatever reason. You know that that's not a constructive, um, that's not a constructive environment. And I, I honestly, I feel a little foolish. I'm almost a little embarrassed making this um, this episode, but I feel like it's it's kind of important because you know you know you may listen to this and think, well, duh, dude, like of course. Um, but then you may also you know like we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and I'm 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 admitting you know point blank. Hundred percent, you know my one of my struggles is customer service, and I'm just not good at it. It stresses me out beyond belief, and uh, because of that, these are some of the issues that I've. These are some of the mistakes I've made that if I don't correct quickly, they will cost me dearly in the future. I'm just grateful that I kind of came to this realization over the weekend that I need to stop. Um, because this is a very dangerous, you know, I'm playing with fire, uh, when, when you play with things like that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, have a disaster culture. Now I'm very lucky. My, my current employee is a very mature, uh, individual. He's very smart. He's sharp. He's very even keeled. So I don't think this really affects him, uh, as negatively as it would for some other, uh, for some other employees I may have in the future. But again, the habit it's a nasty habit that I have. It's a bad habit that I have. And it's, it's a very, um, dangerous habit, habit to have. And I need to correct it because we are looking to hire a second employee again. Um, we're getting close to the end of July. I haven't had that many cancels. I've only had one official person terminate service due to the price raise. Um, and so I don't know how many are going to be canceling, but I absolutely with the, the inflow of candidates coming in, uh, we absolutely need to start interviewing them. And it just got me thinking, wow, if I'm going to be hiring another person, like I really need to think about the type of culture uh, that I want to I, I want to build, the, the type of precedent that I want to set for my employees. Uh, anyway, I have to go take care of a pump issue. And then when I get back, I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of go over that in a little bit more detail. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. Uh, just had to deal with a little pump issue. So so yeah, so I've just I've noticed myself uh, building this kind of bad habit of just complaining, man, and and I don't want to do that. I really don't because I know it's going to be detrimental to the team, but it's also going to be detrimental my, to my mental health. You know, there's there's something to be said for you know I, I don't know if I can kind of 
stop being annoyed or agitated or, you know, uh, negatively impacted on a mental level when dealing with customer service. I'm just, I really don't think I'm built for this. Uh, I can do it and I'm going to continue to do it uh, until I can hire someone to do it. Um, But I just, it's not really in my, uh, it's really just not my skill set. You know, selling is is in my skill set. Operational things are in my, you know, building a more efficient operations is totally my skill set. You know, marketing skill set. You know, I've got a lot of good tools in my, in my, uh, you know, in, in my toolbox, but just for whatever reason, uh, customer service just doesn't seem to be doing it for me. Um, sorry, that was a bad way to say it. Uh, you know, um, and just for the record, I got awful sleep last night. So if I'm a little bit uh, all over the place today, uh, bear with me. <laughs> just wanted to make sure I got one out. But, um, but yeah, so I can see this being a very, very big issue if I, if I don't nip this in the butt right now. Um, you know, if I don't uh, just cut this crap out uh, right now, I could be I could be looking at some really difficult um, team culture problems coming my way. And that's the other thing too. I've had I've sort of been so small that I've had the luxury of of just being totally honest about how I feel about things, willy nilly, not think about the repercussions because it's either been just me or just me and one other guy. And I can I feel like you know with one other person you can level set. You know, you can get on the same, but you can say these things, but then you can kind of back it up and be like, well, but, you know, but we're still going to do a good quality job or whatever. But at, at you know, with, with multiple people, which is where we're going to be at pretty soon here, it's going to be a lot harder. And, uh, you know, even if I do think that I can just say, all right, well, I think, you know, so-and-so just said so-and-so, such-and-such, but, you know, they're still going to be, we're still going to do a good job. I can say that all I want, but if I just, like, basically... Um, communicated that so-and-so doesn't like so and you know ex-employee well, that ex-employee is not, probably not going to do a great job on the pool um you know especially since i'm i'm trying to cultivate and sort of ownership over the role and, and team like really really uh try, i'm trying to cultivate a career mindset like this is a company that you're getting in on the ground floor and as we grow you will grow with the company um so you should take ownership of your of your job and and really try to make this work uh, and do the best you can because you'll be rewarded for those efforts. That's the kind of culture I'm trying to build. And it's not, you know, you just have to look at it like this. The way I look at it is, you know, is, is me communicating my frustrations with customers, um, specifically, uh, to my, to my employees, is that going to help build that culture that I want of just absolute a players ready to, you know, show up and rock and roll and clean pools and get things looking good and help their teammates. Will that help that build that culture or will that hurt built that building that culture or will it do nothing to that culture? I think it hurts that culture. Um, I think it's a very bad habit from a leader and, uh, you know, this is going to be probably the last time I, I, I bring this up because this is something that I'm taking very seriously. I need to work. I mean, I, I hope this is the last time I bring it up. I mean, I'm a human being and this is, this is probably the hardest part of the job for me. And so, uh, because this is the hardest part of the job for me, you know, I'm hoping I can just be like, all right, closing this door. We're no, I will no longer complain, bitch and moan about, you know, customer issues. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm setting out to do. So I, I hope I don't have to revisit this, but this is something that I do struggle with. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share, uh, share that I need to improve there, uh, because, 
uh, a few really cool things happened yesterday. Um, you know, I, I had a, a good talk with my uh, current employee who really, I mean, since day one, he's communicated that this is going to be a temporary job for him until he can find something that's more in his field of study. He has a master's degree. Um, and he really wants to get into his field of study. And he's just been struggling to get a job because he's, you know, trans- the, the, him and his wife moved here from uh, a different state. And uh, it's just hard to get in the university system. And he's not alumni. And, you know, it's just it's just been a challenge for him. And so he, he took this job uh, when I really needed somebody. And he's done a, an, an exceptional job. And I've been very, very happy with him here. And, and so much so that I've offered him, um, you know, a promotion Um you know, and all I asked was like, you know, the, the, this is a promotion that basically says like, hey, are you are you willing to commit um, to this company? Now, I, you know, no, I don't own anyone, and like obviously, someone can take a promotion and leave a week later if they got a better job. Like, I can't control any of those things. But you know, he's a man with integrity. I'm a man with integrity, and uh, you know, I'm asking him to consider this seriously. Uh, you know, or I asked him to consider this seriously um, because this is, you know, we don't have very much to give right now. And he, we would be giving him kind of all of it. Uh, and, uh, and so I just asked him like, you know, Hey, just be honest. If this isn't the right move, then, then that's okay. And, uh, he, he, uh, yesterday let me know that, um, you know, it, it probably isn't. And that's okay. You know, again, I'm just super, super grateful for the time that he's been with the company. He came in when I was ready to, I was getting ready to quit, not quit in the sense of like fully give up, but like I was ready to just have our business and just drop customers. Cause I had, I had too, too much on my plate at all times. And I don't mean drop customers because they were bad or anything like that. It was mainly, I was working 12 hours a day round the clock uh, labor the whole time. Now I work 12 hours a day and there's a lot of driving in between. There's a lot of kind of like figuring things out. Uh, but this was just 12 hours a day of cleaning pools straight. And it was a nightmare. It was so hard and there was no, it just didn't seem like we were going to be able to find anybody to work for us. And then he, you know, our, our employee showed up and, and he just absolutely crushed it. So I'm definitely bummed that he doesn't want to stay, but also I'm happy for him because I know once he gets into his field of study, he's going to be a lot happier. I know he has not been that happy working this job because it's not, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, this is not the right job for everyone. (laughs) Being a pool guy is a lot harder than I think people realize. And, uh, um, it's just tough. It's, it's tough, but he's given it a hundred percent of his effort the whole time. And so, you know, I very much appreciate his honesty. I very much appreciate. He gave me a rough timeline of, of uh, a few prospects he has. And like when, if something were to pop, when it would start, you know, he would start, I should be ready to, to start saying, you know, here's, you know, I should be ready for him to leave at certain points. If things go well, um, his job is safe with us for as long as we can, uh, as long as we can keep him so he can continue to comfortably look for jobs. Uh, but I, you know, at the end of the day, uh, he kind of gave me the final, the final word of, you know, as much as, uh, as, as much as I want him to stay, it's just not really the, the right fit for him. And I, I really mean this, like it's, it's hard to ex- explain, uh, how grateful I am that he's letting me know that he doesn't want to work here. <laughs> sounds kind of silly, but 
what that allows me to do is get very serious about recruiting. It allows me to get, you know, at least have a head start on, on how I can prepare for this. What do I need to do if I don't find an employee time in time? If I do find an employee in time, if I don't have enough money for a full-time uh, second employee or even a part-time second employee, like what do we need to start doing? We need to start adapting and adjusting to prepare for this. And all, all of that and, and what, what's going to happen is when that time comes that he does leave, we should be, if I can't, if I don't have an employee, we'll have already split the route in a way where it's the most hyper-efficient. If I do have an employee uh, ready to go, then I have an employee ready to go. But the point is, when he leaves, I will be as prepared as I possibly can because he was honest and upfront with me. And and, uh, and that's all I can ask. All I can ask is, I mean, even that I can't really ask, you know. Uh, so, I mean, him doing, him letting me know assertively and, you know, this far in advance uh, I, I've just, seriously, I've just got nothing but gratitude for that. But what that also means is it's go time, baby. It's time to find, uh, find, uh, a, a replacement, start training somebody. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure, exactly sure what that looks like. Uh, because we, again, we have the price raise that just, ha- the, the, the rate increases for our customers that just happened. Um, and I have to adapt, right? Uh, and, or, and then I have to adapt and the, I'm sorry, I'm very tired today. Uh, the, with the rate increases, I don't know how many customers we're going to have by the end of uh, July, and I don't know how many customers we're going to keep uh, in August because what is probably going to happen is a few people, like most people saw it, right? Most people saw the price raise, uh, the, the, the rate increase letters that we sent out. Um, uh, and so for the people who are going to leave us, it, it's, they're probably going to do so in July. Uh, you know, this month, by the end of this week, I should probably have a good idea of who's staying. And then there's also going to be a few people who did not see the message and are, are going to feel caught off guard when they get their bills for the next month. Uh, and those people, um, you know, we're probably going to get another wave of people who were a little off put because they didn't read their email or they didn't get the letter or they just like discarded the letter, uh, cause they thought it was a bill or whatever. Um, you know, those people are going to be put off because they, they, they're going to feel like this was unexpected despite us letting them know in advance. It just, you know, they didn't read the letters. So, uh, so I feel like we're probably going to lose a couple more there. Um, but I also, you know, I, I, all I can do is hope that we keep most, right? That's all I can do. Be prepared to not, to not, but I, I, you know, I think we will. And then here's another thing that, that happened, um, recently. And this is kind of, again, just to touch, touch back on why I, I, I'm the, the topic of today's, uh, episode is about stop not complaining and not building a, a toxic work environment uh, and expressing my frustrations about customers uh, to my team members. And, and it's because my my only employee, my rock star employee, let me know that it, his time is coming to an end soon, right? And I'm realizing, you know, not most employees that I get more likely than not will not be as mature and even keeled as my current employee. I got lucky. You know, employees like him don't come around very often. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been a hiring manager at, you know, I've built five teams of five software engineers each promoting, uh, you know, uh, the leads of each team. Um, so I've, I've hired a lot of people in my day. Uh, you know, I've hired people for this job. I think we've gone through four uh, employees now um, for, for this company. So I've, I've hired a lot of people and I can tell you with, with some, with relative confidence that guys like this don't come around very often. Um, and so what that means is I got, I kind of got away with things that I shouldn't, I, sh- I won't be able to with other teams. Um, and I need to be better about that. And what I'm also saying is, you know, uh, my, my current employee did me a solid and let me know 
that uh, his time was coming to an end. Uh, and what that means is I have to go and replace that person. You know, I have to go and start like train, finding, recruiting and, and training his replacement so that when it, his time does come, we're, we don't skip a beat. And, uh, and, and so I can only assume that most of the people that we've given the price raise understand like these are post pandemic times. These are, uh, you know, this is not normal. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. We have to raise our rates. We have to be able to survive. I mean, I did the math with, I had some customers that, you know, got raised from $85 a month to $125 a month. And that sounds insane to the customer. And I know it does. I know that that sounds insane to people like, whoa, that's nearly a 50% increase. That's like ridiculous. That, that's absolutely absurd. But here's the reality. If you go through the expenses that it, like, what does it cost me to service minimum? What does it cost me to service the easiest uh, full service pool? It's $85. It's like right around exactly between 80 and $90 uh, in costs for servicing pools. So we can't do it. I mean, it's just, it's plain and simple. We have no profit. Um, you know, taxes, chemical costs have gone through the roof, gas, insurance, uh, employee time. It, it's all, all input costs have gone through the roof. And um, we are, we are effectively just doing what we have to do to survive and, uh, and continue to grow and continue to provide exceptional service quality. So I'm hoping people, and I express all of this in the letter, um, so I'm hoping people understand, uh, but I know, you know, it's still a 50% increase or nearly 50% increase for some people. So I know we're going to lose a few, right? It's a, it's just, there's no way we don't. Um, but, uh, we need to start getting ready for replacement because I don't think we're going to lose so much that we can't have an employee anymore. And I also, uh, um, was presented an opportunity to take over a route, which I know I've said on this podcast, I'm really not interested in buying routes and I'm not necessarily interested in buying this route. However, I've purchased from this person before I purchased a route from this person before. And the, the, the route I was very happy with, um, a few people, you know, canceled, uh, but you know, I was refunded for those. And then a couple of people canceled after that. So it was a kind of a higher turnover than my normal, um, whenever I buy a route, it, it was a little bit higher of a turnover for customers. Um, but at the end of the day, they were very highly profitable accounts at the time. Now they're not so much because I haven't been able to raise their rates yet. Um, so they haven't really been adjusted to this post pandemic world. Uh, but I'm assuming that this route, I haven't seen the details yet, but I would, I'm assuming that this route, um, that, uh, this person had presented the opportunity for, uh, you know, I'm assuming he's adjusted the rates, uh, already. And if he hasn't, I'm probably not interested, but if he has, I think I am very interested and it'd be very, uh, interesting to see where this goes because it's about 15 customers, which with our current numbers, um, we are roughly 15 customers away from being able to afford two full-time employees with two, two trucks with today's market. Uh, in today's market, like the more expensive trucks, the, uh, uh, what's going on here? One second. All right. Uh, sorry. I had to drive by a police car. What's that doing? There was something going on. Uh, none of my business. So I'm going to get back to work. Uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, oh, was that my, was that my turn? No, it wasn't. It couldn't be. Um, so what that means is we could be going from 
struggling for the last two months of just being right on the cusp of being able to uh, have me out of the route work and uh, have two full-time employees and all this good stuff and then just getting hit with, okay, well, I can't do that because now I have to pay more in labor costs and then, you know, getting close and then, okay, well, now we can't do that because our chemical costs went through the roof and then uh, getting close and then, and then, you know, oh, I guess nobody's applying, you know, nobody's applying and, you know, all these kind of, I've been hitting the same wall every single time I get close to getting out of the route work. Um, and, uh, but this is it. Like, this could be it. We just raised our rates. And uh, if we can score a, a, fifth, a set of 15 customers, which is a month of advertising during the growth season, that, was, that would be like the equivalent of our best month and actually even a, a little bit better than our best month uh, this year. So in, in one fell swoop, I could have about a month's worth of growth uh, now, it would be way more expensive. I don't know what the terms are yet. Um, I'm assuming it's something like four times. I don't know. Uh, you know, the deal is, is is just something, it's very early on. I have no idea where this deal goes. But if it does end up being anything like the deal prior, it will put us in a position where I can buy a second truck, hire a second person, add our new pay scales, uh, and, and start training this person up, and then potentially even hire another person to start pu uh, pulling back uh, some of the hours of my current employee as he sort of gears out, uh, you know, phases out. I can phase someone in. Um, and it really might just put us in this like really, really sweet spot. And then I'm out of the route. And then all I have to do from there is start growing this thing again, start building this thing the way that I want. And so all of these things happen at once. I, my, my employee let me know that his time is limited, uh, you know, or it's, it's coming to a close and I only have a certain amount of time. So I should start preparing for that. Um, you know, we did our price increase, so we're going to find out who stays, who goes in the next week before the end of this week, by the end of next week, for sure, we'll know who's staying and who's going. Uh, we're going to have, uh, so we're going to have our new price rate, you know, price, uh, and, and honestly, even if we lose 15 people, well, if I take on this route, well, there's the replacement and we're right back to being right on the edge. And who knows, like maybe that's just enough to get us there with the new, with the new pricing structure, with the new, uh, you know, all, all of these things. It's like all of these things all happened all at once yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's just a really interesting, interesting spot to be in. And it's got me thinking I need to, as I'm looking at this and, and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel again, which has been, a, it feels like it's been so long since I've seen that light at the end of the tunnel. It's wonderful. Uh, but I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel again. And I'm starting to see like, okay, we're right on the cusp of building the team that I really want a well-paid, well-trained, team of a player rock stars right i'm right on the cusp holy crap i need to you know i need to really dial myself in and i really need to eliminate anything that would would create a toxic um kind of culture within our ranks and uh, it starts and ends with me uh, first and so I need to be better about not allowing my emotions uh, that that stem from the stress I incur from doing customer service to dictate how I behave uh, in front of my team and and as the leader of this company it is my duty and my job to do so and execute on this so I will stop complaining 
from henceforth, I am no longer going to bitch and moan. Um, you know, we are a service oriented business. We are, you know, customer service first. I need to start focusing heavily on being the best in the business with customer service so that we can build this next team the way that I, I see this company being, uh, I, I, I can, I can see the vision of what this team could be and I'm going to build it that way. And it starts with, eliminating toxicity in myself. So thank you so much for listening today. I'm sorry if it was a little all over the place. Again, I had a real rough night of sleep last night. Um, I've got to get to pools, uh, but uh, this is pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. So thanks again for listening. And until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.